well, should we now uh, find out whether we do have a face? I mean, if there is a face lurking here, in fact, if this is our face, this one will do. The little one won't do. We can't put it on. So we do have an alternative, which is the big one. And we'll uh, go on to the second part of our experiment, if we may. And you've got your card uh, ready there in your hands, as before. And uh, again, may I remind you and uh, Sean and Maureen and myself uh, that we have to attend to the card in our hand and not other people's cards or other people uh, doing their experiment. We can see them uh, perhaps through our uh, holding the card, but the point is the what is the card itself, our own card, is revealing to us. So could we please uh, hold the thing about 18 inches away and keep our attention firmly on the, this time, on the big face there, or big hole in the card. Uh, yours, I don't know whether it has any ears or not, but if it doesn't, don't worry, it doesn't make any difference. You won't get a, a, a bigger and, and more profound message if it lacks ears. The ears on mine are terrible. Yours are sure the very, very nice ears. However, well, here we have the thing in our hands, held out there, and we notice the difference between the two. Uh, in fact, we could get the little one in our sights simultaneously with the big one, and we notice what a fantastic difference. And the main difference, an obvious difference, is the absence of eyes, nose, mouth, and skin uh, and color in the big one. In fact, this one, the complexion of the big one on present evidence, is so clear, isn't it? So clear. Talk about vanishing cream, my gosh. A lot of vanishing cream has gone, seems to have gone into this. So the whole thing has vanished. And it is a empty and empty and clear face in inverted commas, shall we say. And uh, I think the encouraging thing for starters is that it is imperishable. I mean, you could put your, put your hand in, in that hole. Is there anything there that can perish? I mean, it really is empty, isn't it? It's an incredibly empty space, and it is imperishable. Nothing there to perish. But you can see that uh, everything it contains is perishable. And you can just try putting various things in it. I put, I put the table and the ceiling, I do all sorts of things. You can move your card around and see that the hole picks up anything uh, that's available, those colors and shapes. And all those things which it picks up and entertains and holds our perishing. Furthermore, see how united, how united the space in the, in the card is with the filling, how they become absolutely one. So we have here a face which does not perish, an eternal face, an everlasting, timeless face, uh, which is full of a perishing world, and if we took it out at night, we could get uh, we could get galaxies and stars and planets and the moon and so forth in there, 
and every one of those will be perishing. Even galaxies perish, uh, but itself would still be imperishable. Potentially, all the world is revealed here, a perishing world is revealed in the imperishable capacity for that world. Now, to have a face like that, mounted on one's shoulders, would be quite something, wouldn't it? It would be our kind of... Uh, certificate of eternal life in the imperishable, wouldn't it be a certificate? But it'd be marvellous to have that face rather than the little one. The question is, does it fit here? Because you see, it's uh, 18 inches away, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's not in the right place. It's not on your shoulders. I mean, it, it's more like on your lap. If you look down, it's not on your shoulders. It's not near enough yet. So uh, we have to adjust that one. And it's not big enough, because uh, I think that uh, if I uh, have any uh, preview or information about what's here, it's somewhat bigger than that. Bigger than the little one, but not big enough. And also somewhat human. Uh, and uh, the, everything human, human is a suggestion of a human face. And everything human perishes. Now, I think we can correct these three limitations, namely distance and smallness and humanness, by doing second, the second part, second active part of our experiment together now. And please remember, don't look at us doing it. Uh, I'm not looking at Sean and Maureen doing it. I'm looking at what is happening on my card could you equally attend uh, to what is given in your own card and be ready uh, to submit to what it tells you? And we have now, with great attention, to seek to put it on rather in the fashion that we sought to put the little one on. And we, in fact, shall see if we can put this on as if it were a mask. And we do it slowly uh, and uh, uh, watch as we bring it on slowly. Watch the hole get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the uh, borders, the outline of the hole gets fuzzy, does it not? And there comes a moment of explosion, does there not, when uh, the card disappears altogether. And you bring it further forward and put it all the way on. Haven't you, hasn't this hole in the card become boundless and worldwide? but just as empty as before and even more full than before, in the sense it's taking in a greater slice of the external world. You succeeded, did you not, in putting on this face? Therefore, I suggest this is your true face. 
lives, which is your true face, and the other one was not. This one belongs to you. This one is yours. So your true face in that case would be the imperishable, boundless capacity for all the perishing things in the world, from galaxies all the way down to your shirt buttons. Now that's quite a quite marvellous face, isn't it, to have. And it fits, does it not? And it fits the facts. And it's only you, the first person to whom the face belongs not to the others. Now, if you look, if you just look at Sean now, Sean, isn't he, Sean has become a rather unconvincing version of a Belgian nun, I think. A very comic character there. Look at him. <laughs> you see, something different has happened to him there. It's kind of the whole is, is kind of filled up with a kind of cameo or something. Vast relief. A kind of pink thing sticking out of his card. He'd become something like a Belgian nun there. And Maureen, I guess. <laughs> a, a more convincing <laughs> Belgian nun. And Douglas, kind of bearded. Horror. Uh, somehow. <laughs> somehow made into a Belgian nun. But look, those three, for you, I, I think we may be very ridiculous and amusing. Comic characters. Are you, to yourself, comic character? Or are you uh, uh, quite absolutely, perfectly, you know, without anything comic about you at all, because you are boundless space for the world to happen in. And your face is the face of the imperishable one, full of all that So, uh, what we did, I suggest, when we put on the card, uh, was uh, exactly what Paul said. The same chap who talked about, uh, asked where uh, the victory of the grave was and the sting of death was. We've done what he said when he said, uh, uh, this mortal, alleged mortal, this mortal, has put on immortality. Doesn't it fit? Isn't this your true face? You're the authority. Don't believe me. You're the authority. Absolutely, absolutely clear here, Douglas. Absolutely. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. Just empty. empty and containing. It everything. fits. Mm -hmm. Fits beautifully. There was no resistance. We tried it on, didn't we? For mm -hmm. comfort, for size, for every other darn thing. Mm -hmm. And it fits. The little one wouldn't fit. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't belong to us. This is our true face. Mm -hmm. And this is what Zen calls our original face. And we've experienced our original face. Uh, much facilitated this vision by this piece of apparatus. Yes, it's just a total reminder of what's here. Yes. It's kind of like if total 
face remover, really. Just yes. totally removes any sense. Yes, a face remover, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it isn't really a face remover because there never was one here to right. remove. Mm -hmm. <laughs> removes the illusion. Yes. That's very clear. Did you find the moment of explosion? Yes. yes. And your face becomes worldwide. Yes, indeed. Gosh, it's taking seriously. Yes. Limitless. Yes. Unbounded space for the world to happen in. Come and go in. Be born and perish in. Yes. You, the imperishable container of all that stuff. Owner of that stuff. Formidable. A, ca a capacity. Well, there are other, other things that uh, one can say about this. I think this is a very, very good instrument. And in fact, may I say, there are no patent rights in this. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you'll be extremely welcome to uh, duplicate the copy you have, improve on it, uh, uh, try it on your friends, have it around the house in case of emergency, you know. I'm hanging down, if you like, and go into it occasionally. Uh, well, it really is a stress remover, an instant stress remover. Yes. Well, there's another part of this experiment which I think is very revealing and helpful. And in this part, the card displays, rather vividly, I think, the four stages of our development. If there is a fourth stage, which is much to be hoped. And uh, we begin with uh, the infant. We all begin as infants. An infant looked at from outside, a tiny little creature, something like that. But looked at uh, from the infant's point of view, from inside, looking out at the world, uh, I have every reason to believe, and I think you would agree, uh, that the infant's world is without boundaries. No doubt uh, the infant's world is uh, a great big booming confusion, but not organized, but it doesn't have limits. It's a big world, and the infant appearing so small is for itself without boundaries. So this is where we came in as number one. And uh, uh, then we grew up a little bit and we started looking in the mirror. And we, what did we find in the mirror? We found baby in the mirror. Baby, a little friend or a little playmate, baby in the mirror. And uh, we were then, at that stage, uh, far too sensible, far too sensible to suggest, think, imagine it was oneself, I mean, too far away, looking the wrong way, and uh, so different. And we say, that's the unnatural. It would be for a very small child automatically to say, that's me. No animal does it. Animals look in the mirror and they don't 
say, uh, that's what I look like. And so, uh, uh, the next uh, stage is, of course, that our parents and siblings and so on start telling us as we grow up to two, three, four and so on. Start telling us, ah, but it is you in the mirror. It's you. They told me Douglas in the mirror. And, uh, well, we had a very great need to belong to the, the club and society and to go along with this thing. I'm not saying it was imposed on us uh, from outside in spite of our huge resistance something in us which uh, responded to that, but it was simply something that was not given to us. It was something we took from outside on account of our need to belong to the human club. And so uh, a, a child of the Y rising three, four, five, six, uh, we acknowledged uh, that the one in the mirror uh, bore our name. And that was our, uh, our social aspect. This is what others uh, reckon one to be. This is how one appeared to parents and uh, the rest, aunts and uncles and siblings and so on. So uh, one had the social aspect. That was my face in the mirror. And then something even more radical in a way happened. Perhaps very soon after acknowledging that, perhaps a long while after. But that phase kind of moved up here. You know, it, it rushed up our arm and, and got here, as it were. No longer was it just out there, or really out there, it came and took possession. And so I am Douglas here, with Douglas's face here, and that was just a reflection. But, uh, well, this happens, I suppose, in a normal child's life, uh, often very early, quite early age, that you have a face here, and it's your face, and the, and the clue to it is what you see in the mirror. But uh, with a normal, healthy child of four, five, six, seven, eight, why, uh, you haven't ceased, have you, at that age, to be the big one. You haven't lost your immensity. And when you're very, very happy and relaxed and uh, not under pressure of any kind and good and not naughty and under criticism, up at table having to learn table manners while you are a big one. Uh, but on social occasions and when you're under criticism, especially when you're naughty, you are that little one. So I think it's a blessed, blessed time in our lives, uh, six seven, eight, that kind of age, uh, we've joined the human race, but we haven't paid the full subscription. We are both. This we are for others, this we are for ourselves. And when teachers say you won't find the blessing that is coming to you, or that could come to you, until you become like little children, I guess that it's that kind of child who it really is humanized, but not playing that such teachers are referring to. And then, as we grow up into our teens and become adult, we enter the third stage. The child is the second stage. We child is both. The infant 
is the first is the, 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 the first stage, the big one. The child, second stage is both of them, and the, and the third stage is the adult stage. And this is so astonishing. It, it really is unbelievable. And what is the third stage? The adult stage of our so-called development, so-called, ha, ha, ha. And is this, you know, that is the third stage of our life, isn't it? And we've lost our space and we've become our faith. Of course, it's nonsense, it's a confidence trick because we haven't lost our space, but we imagine we have. And we say, uh, I am here, uh, what I look like here, what I look like over there, and I'm not big, and I'm, I've grown down, I haven't grown up, I've got shrunk in the water. From almost being, being everything to being almost nothing, and a dying thing at that. And that's a terrible, you know, this is the human condition, isn't it? The unregenerate human condition. And it go on, it go on for long enough, and that is hell. It isn't even merry hell; it's miserable hell. In the end, why? Because this one is separate, lonely, separate, dying, announcing only itself, alone. Well, what is the fourth stage? Well, you've done the experiment. You, we've all done the experiment, so we've all entered the fourth stage. And it's a stage of real blessing. And I, I congratulate you. And my two friends here, and myself. And the fourth stage, what is it? It's that, isn't it? It's that. And here is my true face. It belongs to me. And here's the face I gave away. Now I am busted, wide open for the world to happen in. My nature is capacity. I'm openness itself. It's the big one to receive the world and every blessing. And I'm not perishing along with the perishing world. I am who I am, the imperishable container receptacle of all perishing things, four stages of our life. The infant, number one, the child, both, the adult, just this one. And the seer, because that's what you are, a seer, the wonderful thing to be, the seer of who she or he really is. The seer is both, but primarily this one. Because this one you gave away and don't steal. So I think it's, it's a very helpful tool, isn't it? Indeed. Very revealing. It seems to me, Douglas, it, it really it really puts before me the, the fundamental choice in the way that I am as to which world or which life, which realm I'm going to live in. If I choose to be this little guy and put it on, it basically means I'm going to live a life 
of varying degrees of hell, really. Yeah. And if I choose to see the truth and live from from this this one, yeah. this big one, then I do live in God's world. Yes, and Sean, you know, it's not denying little one, uh, and because what we could do, uh, and in a way, I think, in a way. We might do, uh, might consider um, improving the experiment by having another mirror and, and just holding it there. That's so, right. so you see the little one. Yes, I don't lose the little one. No, you don't lose the little one. So, you, if you if you're the little one, you're only the little one. But if you're the big one, you include the little one yes. along with the others. Yes, well, God's world doesn't exclude anything. Including my little one. Yes, right. It includes everything. It includes everything. Right. With open, open yes. heart. Yes, yes. But the quality, it seems to me, the quality of, of, of my life changes yes. from this. Well, it really does. And you're living from, from who you are. You're living from the face which fits on your shoulders. Right. You're living from this, because what fits on your shoulders, Sean, is the whole world. Yes. Because it's all yours. You know, you talk about Atlas carrying the, the earth on your shoulder, yes. you're doing better. Right. You're, you're carrying See, the... See, and when I, when, I, when I examine everything that I want in life, I, what I want is freedom, I want deep intimacy, I want love in, in, in life. I want a sense of openness, and I tr when I try to get that through this little one, it's very difficult, in fact, hopeless. And yet, when I am this, when I see this, and I, I live in this place, all of that is immediately here. All the things that I really, really want. You're not separated from the world. That's right. Because if, 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 if I could put the little guy on here, he, he would separate me from everything, alienate me from everything, because he's a solid lump for keeping things out. But here I am, the world. This is not a way of getting out of involvement with the world, but getting deeply involved, isn't it? So it is your world, and you're out there being that world. It's not separation from the world, it's union with the world. I am that world, and I'm not limited by that world. That's right. So you have your cake and you eat it. Yes. I think also that's a source of great compassion. It's like, it seems to me that's where my compassion comes from. Yes. When I can include both. Well, that's right. Mm -hmm. And the hurt of the world and the joy of the world become yours. And one of the reasons, I think, Maureen, why we resist this fourth stage mm -hmm. is uh, that we say, well, little guy, I got you back to the world. You see, I've got enough troubles of my own to keep out. And we think we can do that. Of course, we can't. Mm -hmm. But we, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps our resistance to this... Uh, Blessing, the fourth stage, is that we have a, an inkling, and it's true too, this inkling that we're going to take on the hurt of the world and assimilate our own hurt and anguish and suffering to the anguish of the world. And I think the way out of our own, don't you, the way out of our own suffering eventually is to assimilate it, to join it up with uh, the suffering. Well, but I don't think we need to do anything about this. 
If we keep coming home to who we are, we shall find it happening automatically. That we shall feel the hurt of people. I don't think we say now I've got to go out in the market, you know, go out and uh, feel this and feel that. I don't think that can be done. If we tell the truth, it will come in sufficient quantity. Because it might get us in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be this is to, to, in fact, be all of the world and yeah. all of its hurt and suffering well, it is. and sadness as well as that's right. the other side. And, and yet, to be, to be the world but not limited by it, not, that's right. not condemned by it. Yeah. It's a relief from suffering as well as taking on That's suffering. right. So, the awareness of suffering is, in fact, it's healing in the end. Yes. Well, may I just I- indicate, not necessarily putting it into this discussion, but just indicate the, the final uh, uh, message that this uh, tool here has for me. Could I have your cards? I can't collect yours because it's not available, but you can see what we're up to here. And you can see uh, what happens when we uh, put the cards together. See, see what happens there. Uh, that uh, the two, the, the three, the three, indeed the fourth, if we could add it, the three uh, spaces become the same space. It's unlimited space, uh, which is yours, which is yours, is also mine. Because it fits on here, and it fits on there, and it fits on, and it fits on you, and it fits on everyone in the whole world, including E.T. up there, and the dog, and the cat, everyone. And, you know, what is our anguish? What is our trouble in the world? Our anguish and our trouble in the world is alienation and separation. Well, as this little guy in the mirror here, if I could put him on, uh, this would be the anguish of separation to the nth degree, wouldn't it? But this joins me up with all the ends. So I can say, really, here, Sean is Sean, and Douglas is Douglas, and Maureen is Maureen, and you are you. Here we make a noise, and then we're separate, and obscure one another, and so on. But here, I have to say it, here I'm you. And I think that is needed for our healing, don't you? Mm-hmm. Until I am you, I'm not well. Until I am you, I am not well. I think we have to find the place where we are joined to all beings, where we are one with all beings, and in our hearts, anguish and put at rest. So it's a it's a pretty good tool, isn't it? I think it's a breakthrough in the spiritual life. It makes things which have been so wordy and so esoteric and difficult, advertised to be difficult, makes them accessible. Very accessible, Douglas. Yeah. Closer than breathing, closer than anything. Yes. Absolutely accessible. Yes. Of course, living it is, uh, having seen it now, and Briefly, we've seen it. And oh, the wonderful thing about this is we can't do it wrong. You see, either you see this or you don't. It's, a, it's an all or nothing thing, isn't it? Yes. And it's the only thing Doug and I can do, really, absolutely 
full assurance I'm doing it right is to see who I am. I either do it or I don't. I put on this face, uh, my true face, and I enjoy it, or I don't. It's not something I can partially do. I can't see a spotty version of this or half of this or something. And so when the first time we see this, it's just like uh, uh, the Buddha, I suppose, and Jesus and all those others, just as they did it in the same way, to see into their immensity. And that's an enormously encouraging thing. So you say, well, it, it is indeed the beginning of our spiritual life in a sense. It's our way it's the way we start off from. But in a way, it's a go-to. But we do have this work of practicing it, practicing coming back, coming back, until uh, we stay there and we stay at home.